Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. It's chocolate. That's chocolate. That's chocolate. A Chaga River. That's the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. It smells really good. And almost everything you'll see is eatable, edible. I mean, you can eat almost everything. Woo! Floor popcorn. I'm Jim Burns. Well, if you're like most people, there's probably some aspect of your life right now that you'd like to change. Maybe you'd like to lose a few pounds. I know I would. Maybe you'd like to spend more time reading each day. Well, if you're serious about making a change for the better, you'll need to develop the right attitude by making those changes become a part of your regular routine. I've tried so many times, and it doesn't work unless it's the right attitude. Chantel Hobbs knows all about the difference between wanting to change and actually believing that with God's help, she can change. Well, not too long ago, Chantel weighed over 350 pounds. But with the support of her husband, her four children, and her faith in God, Chantel lost more than 200 pounds. However, she gained something much greater, a new appreciation for self-discipline. Chantel Hobbs has written a book about her remarkable story, and she's even been the subject of an interview with People magazine. But today, on Homeward, we're going to cover a lot more than what you read in a magazine article. Chantel Hobbs has a message for you today about finding discipline in your life and taking small steps to reach the vision and the goal God has for you. So stay with us. It's going to be a great and very helpful discussion today, right here on Homeward. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert, Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh, and in just a moment, you're going to hear part one of Jim's conversation with author, speaker, and uh, real motivator, Chantel Hobbs is her name. She has a fascinating story, and if any of you have ever tried to lose weight for good, you're going to be inspired by why Chantel has to say to you. First, though, we want to thank you for the good that you do for Homeward. Now, you know that we uh, are here to help you become better parents and uh, improve the quality of your marriage, but but your gifts and uh, your financial support really helps us as well. You can give a gift online through our secure website at homeword.com. And now here's Jim. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Very happy to have you with us today. And actually very happy to have Chantel Hobbs with us. And we're talking about lose weight for good. Now, you don't hear that very often on the Homeward broadcast, but I got news for you. This is a compelling person and compelling story. Chantel Hobbs, she's married to her husband, Keith, mother of four children. She lost 200 pounds without surgery, fad diets, or expensive exercising equipment or prepackaged meals, if you can believe this. Now she's a certified spinning instructor, personal trainer. She's a running coach. She ran her first marathon in 2005. I ran one marathon, said I would never do it again, and I haven't, and yet she continues to run. What an inspirational person. Chantel, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. Well, it is just great to have you with us. And it's pretty hard to believe looking at you now that you once weighed nearly 350 pounds. Right. Um, but I see pictures in your book. So apparently you So did. you believe me. <laughs> pretty, be still hard to pretty make hard those to up. believe. <laughs> it is hard to believe. It's one of those things where I still um, look at pictures this many years later and um, I see pain when I see that person. Yeah. And you felt pain. There's an inner pain that was going on because of that shame almost. It was a shame. It was a feeling of being judged by someone that didn't know you because weight is one of those flaws that we wear that people can see. 
Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that was interesting is I remember you saying in your book that even people close to you, like your mom and your dad, your husband, they went out of their way to not make you feel bad about your weight, but you still felt horrible about yourself, didn't you? Yeah, that was the thing. And that's the big thing for people to get is that, you know, that are listening today, you could have pain and be fooling everybody, but you can't fool yourself. When you're alone in a room and you're all by yourself, you know the things that are grieving you inside. And for me, it was a serious thing. And I had everything together on the outside. Yeah, that's the interesting side because you it looked like you had everything together you have a wonderful husband children and yet there was a motivation that was causing you to do this why did you continue to eat why did your oldest when writing about you said you know her favorite food is cake and she makes cake and your and her your whole youngest, life is cake yeah, right and your youngest <laughs> um is saying you know mom's at the gym yeah mom's favorite food is salad when mom picks me up she's been at the gym when yeah right. it is the contrast is amazing and i just found a file last week that had both of those laminated pieces amazing? of paper wow. in it and i thought you know there's such a metaphor for my life and the shift of my life but even bigger that my kids saw it you know yeah. they saw it both times which goes to show you that they do see everything. So um, it's a pretty amazing thing that's right. happened to me. Now, there was a night there, you know, he had some defining moments along the way, but there was one night where actually the Miami Dolphins football game oh, yeah. kind of changed your life. <laughs> Big Dolphin fans in my house. And, and what was that all about? Well, it was, I was in the other room baking cookies, being the hostess that I love to be. Cause you know, as somebody compensating for my weight issue, I was trying to be good at everything else. So I was a good baker and a good mommy. And I made the little headbands to match for my daughters. And, you know, I was all about making sure everything looked good on the outside so I could get lots of praise for other things. Baking cookies. I could hear my husband talking about the guys coming out on the field. And one of the announcers started talking about one of the players. And they said, can you believe he looks like that? He's let himself go. And they said, this guy's 6'4", and he came in at 330 pounds. And I thought, I, at the moment that I heard the announcer say that, and then my husband reacted, a man who had never, you know, not judged, never really made me feel bad about my weight, I could hear my husband saying, what a slob. How could he do that? You know, and I thought, here I am in the other room, and he does not even know I weigh more than this professional athlete. It was in, you know, it was, it was just in the pit of my stomach. I just felt like uh, miserable, just deep misery. And yet at that night, you began to change, but you actually put on a little more weight. Yep. before you had kind of an experience, if you would, with God as you were driving home from church one night. Tell us about that. It was that. a big experience. I um, was driving home from my church, and as I was driving, I just had gotten to this place where I was miserable, and I knew that something had to give because I did not want to live life another day like this. You know, And you got to be careful. I didn't want to say, like, I was at the end of my rope. I was suicidal. I needed to, you know, go seek special help. But I knew that I was not going to live a long life at 350 pounds. You see fat people, you see old people, you don't see fat old people. You really don't. You don't see 350 pound women walking around at 85 years old. And it scared me. My knees were hurting. I was 29. I just cried out that night and I said, Lord, I'm done. Like I am literally done with this pain. I will experience pain from other issues in my life, no doubt. And I have, you know, Mm -hmm. since then. But with this issue, this problem, I'm giving it to you and I need your help. I need that supernatural strength that can only come from you because in my flesh, I can't do this. It's impossible. I've tried a million times. I've been the one waking up on Monday saying today's the big day and I'm going to have salad every day and work out for two hours a day. And then by Thursday, I was having 
having, you know, brownies for breakfast. Right, right. You, I was done. In some ways, you heard God say, you are not being the best you can be. That's exactly and you what I heard. Those best. were the words. Yeah. You wanted to be the best you could be. Yeah. And Jim, the cool thing about this experience that night, what was so awesome, number one, I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that like walk around saying, and I was in the grocery store in the freezer section and God told me, don't buy that, buy right. this. and. Right. I mean, there are people like that, and perhaps it's, you know, I don't want to say it's not true, but for me, this was like serious, because I'd never experienced a moment like this in my life. And when I heard those words, you're not being the best you can be, it was just like God. He did not say, Chantal, you're fat. I'm sorry for you. He did not say, you need to get into smaller jeans. You need to get that scale down to this number. Mm. It was so much bigger than that. It was a mission for my life that began that night. You're not being the best you can be. You were pretty much at the end of your rope. Many people who are overweight get to the same place, sure. but then the excuses begin. Yes. And you actually have kind of a list of some of the excuses that people the make. The top 20. Yeah. What are some of those excuses? I mean, one of them is time. I mean, I hear that almost every day through my website, through, you know, even friends in my life. It just happened yesterday somewhere I was at, you know, somebody sat down and said, well, you know, I've gained back some weight because I don't have time. To me, time is universal. Mm -hmm. The president has 24 hours. I have 24 hours. The mom watching Barney folding clothes today has 24 hours. And so does the, you know, man that's got to be all over the country in, you know, two or three meetings. So time is universal. You make time for the things that are important to you. We all do. If you love American Idol, you make time to record and watch American Idol, you know? And um, for me, I had to get over that excuse. I didn't have enough time. I had to make it a priority. Yeah. And it really is, it comes down to priority, not necessarily easy, but it does come down to No, it's come not easy. I could never say it's easy. Now, you know, some people will stand, you see this, you know, fl- I was flipping through the channels the other day and, you know, I'm looking at this diet deal and this diet deal. And, <laughs> and one of the things that you said, which I thought was interesting, is you said diets don't work. Basically, they're kind of all a scam. Well... It's not that I think there's secret meetings taking place between all of these big companies and, you know, they're meeting up somewhere in the dark in the night and saying, how can we scam people? I think that it's marketing. And I believe that they try to appeal to what we want to hear, that it's going to be easy and you still do get to have your brownies. And if you'll count this, we'll help you. And, you know, it's all about there's a coddling process Mm -hmm. that makes you believe it's possible and then you buy into it. And I watched a, you know, a special on one of the news reporting shows, 2020 Dateline, whatever it was, I'm not even 100%, where they did this special on a fitness center that had a marketing thing that said to all their salespeople, if they cry, they buy. Mm. And when I saw that that night and I saw a woman crying her eyes out because she had spent thousands of dollars on their special credit card that they got her to get mm. where their food you know, showed up at her house and she'd keep you know, calling saying, send me the food, put it on my card. I thought, what is this world coming to that we now believe that we need somebody to charge us $27 for eggs and deliver them to our house? I mean, that's... That broke my heart because she believed that those eggs, that these yeah. people were going to help her right, but with just, her pain. But just like you, they get desperate. Yes. And so they'll be willing to kind of try anything. Listen, when we come back, our listeners want to know how you did it. Oh, and, I can't uh, wait. You know, if they could see you in person, radio obviously, they could see in person, you're in great shape and uh, how you were able to lose 200 pounds All without right. any of this stuff that we talk about, surgery, fad diets, expensive exercise equipment, prepackaged meals, things like that. We'll be right back. Chantel Hobbs with us. Lose weight for good. She's got a book called Never Say Diet, Make Five Decisions and Break the Fat Habit for Good. I read this book. I like it a lot. 
hey, I read this book too. And it's a very, very inspiring read, whether you're a male or female. This is a book that will help you. It'll help you uh, really kind of reclaim an area of your life that uh, sometimes gets away from us. And uh, it's it's so easy when you make these five decisions that Chantel's talking about. The book is called Never Say Diet, and it's a book that Dr. Jim Burns recommends. Uh, you can learn more about it online. Uh, check us out online at homeward.com. Our online resource center is here to equip you. Uh, you'll learn all sorts of different things uh, from our articles and media section. You'll find some uh, print materials, some audio and video clips as well. Uh, also, hit the icon for Azusa Pacific University while you're there. You know, Homeward is part of this Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, relevant Christian education since 1899. You can learn more about the APU campus on a virtual tour there when you click on the APU icon when you go to Homeward.com. And I'm assuming that's if you're not there already because we are streaming audio at Homeward.com. If you're already there, thanks for uh, letting me catch up with us. <laughs> and uh, remember that you can stream audio anytime, day or night when you go to HomeWORD.com. I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. Ugh, what happened to you, Tina? You hardly look like yourself this morning. Oh well, as soon as I fix my hair, put it on my face, I'll look like me again. Whoever me is. Lord, who am I anyway? I think you're an exceptional student, Tina. I know you'd never disappoint your mother by bringing home a bad grade. You're daddy's little girl, Tina. You'll always be five years old to me. Tina, you're such a brain. I hate you because you're so smart. Tina, it's Heather. You're daydreaming again. Stop hogging the bathroom. We're going to be late for school. Boy, girls today suffer greatly from a lack of proper self-image, and it affects every area of their lives. As a parent, we need to view our daughters the way God views them, because they are special, and they are gifted, and they are unique. That's why I want you to have a copy of my free tip sheet called Nine Ways to Make Your Daughter Feel Loved. For a free copy, go to Homeward.com. Welcome back. I'm Jim Burns. Chantel Hobbs with us. Lose weight for good is what we're talking about. Chantel Hobbs from Florida. We're actually broadcasting here today in Florida. Hmm. And she's a certified spinning instructor, personal trainer, running coach. But she lost 200 pounds without surgery, fad diets, or expensive exercise equipment, and prepackaged meals, and the whole bit. She also runs marathons. Chantel our listeners are now saying, how did she do it? I mean, in many ways, you went against the odds and you lost 200 sure. pounds. You've kept it off. You know, where do you begin? Well, the thing is, I tell the story about the night that I surrendered to God. Yeah. And I tell them I was so sad because I woke up the next day and I wasn't thin, you know? And the truth is, it wasn't easy. There is a process involved in losing weight that takes, you know, dedication, self-control, self-discipline. For me, though, once I surrendered that night and the mission became being the best I could be, I had a whole new way of looking at yeah. things. I wasn't stressed out so much about how fast the weight came off. The mission was to honor God with my body. Yeah, isn't that something? Which is actually scriptural. Honor God with your body. Exactly. The yeah. temple. This is the temple. Yeah. And um, I never had um, equated the fruits of the Spirit with being one of them being self-control. Right. But... Um, if the spirit's inside of me, which the spirit was, right. I had the self-control. Yeah. I just wasn't asking for it. I wasn't using it. I wasn't tapping into yeah. it. But well, well, that's just it. What the story is, is basically it's exercise and eating right. right. And you started by deciding you're going to make this, but you didn't jump into it 
all the way. Exactly. What happened? And that's the beauty of the program. I yeah. woke up the next morning after this encounter with God where he told me that night, you're going to be the best you can be. I'm going to help you. You're going to write books one day. You're going to help people. This is your mission for life. This is your purpose. All good. So woke up, you know, my husband said, this is what I'm going to do. And he said, do it, then talk. I love that. My phrase, coachable husband. husband, you know, coach mentality husband said, do it, then talk. In other words, don't go out and tell everybody you're writing books about weight loss, babe, at 350 pounds. <laughs> right. Please just keep that on the down low. So the next day I woke up and I laid in bed and I was like, what just happened here? You know, like, was this all a dream? And I laid there and I thought, all right, Lord, I'm going to do this. How do I do it? And I evaluated why it always failed. And it's because I tried to do it all in a day. And I realized because this is a new mission, it doesn't have to be done like everybody else does it. You know, I don't have to go look for a program. I don't have to go pay anybody else to help me. This is me and God. And I said, all right, I either got to give up food or time because when I tried to do both exercise and a strict diet, Like I said, by four days later, I'd realize it was too overwhelming and I couldn't keep it up. So I said, I'd rather give up my time than food to start with. So I made this commitment that day for the next month, 30 minutes a day, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to move. I mean, I was almost 350 pounds. I certainly wasn't going to go run, you know, nine minute miles on a treadmill. I walked into the gym, sat down on the same recumbent bike in the same spot, the one closest to the front door so I could get in and out of that place as fast as possible. Didn't really have anything fancy to wear, you know, Mm -hmm. just showed up. It was all about making sure that I showed up. So no matter how difficult the day got, no matter how much laundry there was, that 30 minutes had to happen every day for that month. And then I knew I would evaluate as that month came to an end what was going to happen next. But I was still going to stay on the course and move forward. Yeah. And that's what happened. And it's um, that's the program that I have designed in the book. It's exactly what I did. And it's transitional. It's about learning to build a foundation of discipline first that began with you know consistency. And then learning how to implement even better eating habits. Yeah. And then the better that you feel from keeping a promise... When you say you're going to do something and you actually do it for the first time in your life, especially regarding your body, you feel empowered to do anything. Yeah. Now it's like, of course I can give up a little sugar. I work out, you know, I'm a workout queen. So, and so that's where the results come. So you moved, you did 30 minutes. Just movement. Then a month or so later is when you began to start taking care of some of that sugar stuff. Yeah, I gave up, up some junk. I just said for the next, for the second month of the program, it was about cutting some portions, just mm-hmm. walking away from the table mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. I probably could eat a little more. and uh, giving up the hardest thing Mm -hmm. in my life. And, you know, I talk to people and they're like, what should I give up? I'm like, I don't know what you should give up. It's the thing that you usually just can't eat one serving of. If you love, you know, Doritos and you can't measure 15, you just seem to eat the whole bag, probably processed chips and stuff would be a good idea. But um, I believe it's a a self-sacrifice thing. And investing in giving up something, you feel so good from being able to actually do it then you feel even better and you yeah. can do more. Obviously, there's there's much more to it and people, I hope they will get your book. Me too. But basically what we're talking about is exercise and eating right. Right. I mean, Simple that's really stuff. the way you do it. I mean, it's, it's not cottage cheese. It's not the cabbage diet. It's doing that. It's a myth. There is never going to be a book that's going to come out that's going to revolutionize the fact that to lose weight, you do have to burn more than you're taking in. Right. There's no surgery that's going to change that. I, I'm amazed when people tell me and I hear it from people brokenhearted all the time. I think I'm just going to have to go have surgery mm-hmm. because my body doesn't know how to lose weight. I'm sure you've heard people say sure. that my body can't lose weight. I need to have surgical intervention. And I say, well, this is the thing. When you look at studies of people that have surgery for weight loss, traditionally, they do lose weight when they modify the way that their body can take in a certain number of calories. 
So thinking about that, if your body loses weight when it can take in less calories, your body knows how to lose weight. Right. It's just that you need to learn how to take in less calories. That's fascinating. And that's a hard thing to say. It's not a popular thing to say. I'm not making friends sometimes when I say it, but I'm mission to say that you can do this. I've been there. I've walked in the shoes. I know the pain. And it's possible. It's absolutely possible. Pain of regret is worse than the pain of discipline. Listen, I underlined something in your book where it says, we gain weight on a series of poor choices made on a regular basis over a long period of time. But that's also how we lose weight, too. Exactly. It's the same thing, by making good choices. Over a period of time. Over a period of time. Very interesting. Emotional eating. Do you believe in emotional eating? You know, I think that there are people that eat out of emotion. For me, I don't think I gained weight out of emotion. Mm -hmm. I think I was a person that was genetically predispositioned to be overweight because I struggled with it since I was Mm -hmm. like in second or third grade. So when people use that excuse of I just, you know, I'm sorry, I have the fat gene. I'm like, well, so do I. Welcome to that club, you know. And um, I think that it doesn't really matter what your excuse has been. Where has food gotten you? Has food ever solved a problem? Has food ever been your friend when you needed it the most? If anything, I talk about in the book a fight I got in with my husband one day. I don't know if you remember, but I got in this argument with him and I ran to the grocery store and I was buying some stuff and I went to the donuts and I bought a couple glazed croissants. And I joke that, you know, croissants aren't fattening enough. We need to put some glaze on them. And uh, then I sit in the car and I go to eat one of them. And then I ate the second one. And the third one that was probably for someone else in my mind when I bought it, I ate that too before I even left the parking lot. And I said, so what was, you know, the truth of what happened from that incident is that I ended up feeling so bad about myself that I forgot about what the fight was with my husband. You know, and that's what food did for me that sure. day. Isn't that interesting? Now, we don't have much time left, but I want you to speak to our listeners. I mean, what would you say to somebody who's saying, I am totally identifying? I mean, they may not yeah. have been 350 pounds, but they do Maybe want to work on this. Maybe it's 20 pounds. Maybe it's I just had the baby, you know, a year and a half ago. And my plan was when the baby was six months old, I was going to start going to the gym and I haven't made it there yet because okay. I hear that, that all the time. Sure. And that may be the story. What do you say to that? What should they do? Don't wait till Monday. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till the cruise is over. Don't wait till January 1st. You're not coincidentally hearing me today. Whoever's listening today to me and to our conversation is meant to hear this. I believe that. And this is God basically saying, you know what? Ask me to help. I want to help you. Like, I want you to let me lead you in every battle of your life. We want to give God the really big stuff. You know, we lose somebody that we love and we want God to help us with our grief. Or we have a car accident and we're in pain. God, please help me with this pain. And then we think this is trivial because maybe it's too vanity-based. This is a health issue. I mean, when you feel good about yourself, when your self-esteem is higher, you're more effective in every area of your life. And that means you're more effective in your ministry. You're a better friend. You're a better mother. You're a better spouse. All of those things. Now you're exactly right. One step at a time, one day at a time, one success at a time. Amen. And that brings us to the end of part one of Dr. Jim Burns' conversation with Chantel Hobbs here on the Homeward Broadcast. We've been talking about uh, losing weight for good. And who doesn't want to lose weight for good, especially this time of year when we're thinking about it? Chantel is the author of the book called Never Say Diet, and it's a book that Dr. Jim Burns highly recommends. And we'll hear more of Jim's conversation with Chantel on the next edition of the Homeward Broadcast. You know, Jim, in closing uh, this edition of the program, uh, it's interesting as you talk to someone like Chantel, it's amazing of what she's been able to accomplish with losing over 200 pounds, but uh, it's also amazing to see the transformational aspect it's had in every area of her life as well. The interesting side to it for me is there's always a story behind the story. Right. 
And I think what's phenomenal, I mean, absolutely phenomenal that she lost 200 pounds without surgery, without going on the starvation diet or, or, or whatever. But I think the valuable lesson here, Roger, is in what we would call self-discipline. Mm. You know, the fact that she leads a spin class. Right. And, you know, she really has changed her, not just attitude, but she's changed her lifestyle mm -hmm. to become a lifestyle with self-discipline. People who do well in the weight world or in any world are people who are disciplined. The scripture says, in fact, Paul said it to Timothy, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And I really think that's the story today. It's amazing how clutter and lack of self-discipline, I think, often causes our families to go out of control, our lifestyles, our weight, you know, whatever it might be. You know, not too long ago, Kathy and I were involved with a young girl who was with her family kind of out of control, and we set up something for them. It was kind of a prescription for the family. And interesting enough, it was very simple. We wrote up like a 30-day prescription, and we're not playing the doctor role here. We're just simply saying, you know what? challenge her to read 15 minutes of inspirational literature. I suggested the Bible, actually. Pray with mom and dad about five times a week. Do some exercise. You know, just some of the basic, basic things. You know, 30 days later, they said it was amazing, the mm -hmm. difference. And actually, it was about 30 minutes a day that it was going to take this girl to do it. That is amazing. When you think about how little time it really does take for us to make a maximum change in our lives. And that's a great story, Jim. Very, very encouraging. You know, as we conclude today's edition of the Homeward Broadcast, I want to remind you about some resources that we have online that will help you. You want to talk about making that subtle change, taking a few minutes a day to be intentional about something in the lives of your kids. Homeward and Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, have put together some tip sheets for you to talk to your kids about money. Uh, it's very, very important that we do this because too often, and I'm guilty as charged too, I'll ask my son if he needs $20 and give him 20 bucks, and not really think about what he's spending it for. It's supposed to be for lunch money. But, uh, but when you think about spending and saving and tithing and, and giving, uh, how important it is for us to be intentional with our kids. And the folks at Steadfast Companies have partnered with us to create these new tip sheets. Go to homeward.com, keyword steadfast. That's homeward.com, keyword S-T-E-A-D-F-A-S-T. And you'll find these tip sheets to help you be more intentional and be a better steward with your time about teaching your kids about being better stewards with their money. Be sure to join me again next time when I'll continue my discussion with Chantel Hobbs. We'll hear more about her incredible 200-pound weight loss and how she is using that experience to help motivate others to make self-discipline a priority in every area of their lives. Well, till then, I'm Jim Burns, and I appreciate you tuning in today to Homework. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.